Hi, my name is John. And my name's Chris. And, and this, this is Flash, Flash on Target. Hey, everybody, welcome to Flash on Target. Flash on Target. We are your hosts. You can follow us on Twitter at JohnWright777 and ChrisWright250 and always online at stayontargetpodcast.com. You might notice we did not have a, uh, an intro video. No, we did not. Um, this is a brand new podcast. This is a brand new podcast. In fact, it will actually probably show up on iTunes a couple days uh, later after the, we like broadcast this episode and post it on stayontargetpodcast.com. So be patient with the iTunes feed. Yes. Whenever we get our ducks in a row. Yep. Uh, you or can, iTunes gets theirs ducks in a row. You can sh- shoot them with uh, a rifle like at the state fair. You know, those, those uh, things, you shoot those pellets when the, the ducks fall over. I do. I do. The Flash do know was that. a television show that de- debuted today, uh, this week on the CW. Flash. And uh, it it is uh, it exists in the same world as the Arrow. Um, we have another podcast called Arrow on Target, uh, where we talk about that. We talked about the great season premiere. Yeah. Uh, on that, you can find that on iTunes and on StayInTargetPodcast.com. and on YouTube. So this week uh, on Arrow, um, yeah, basically had an origin story for the Flash and Barry Allen. Yeah, uh, I mean, like basically, like the, those two universes kind of crossed over at a really cool moment uh, from from the Arrow premiere and then this premiere. Um, it's really interesting. Like uh, the we saw Barry Allen, I guess, last season, season two of yeah. uh, of the Arrow, and he's just this super cool character. We already we kind of reviewed those episodes uh, last year whenever they aired, and. I mean, I just fell in love with the character. I think everybody did. The whole yeah. world that watched that fell in love with Barry Allen yeah. um, and and Grant Gustin, uh, who plays him. And it's amazing to me, like, that this is a pilot episode. Like, I mean, while I guess the characters have had some time because they were on those two episodes of The Arrow, they've had some time to kind of mesh in things. It just seems like a really high budget, really high production quality uh, pilot. Well, I'll tell you what it has going for it. it ha- like, the writers and the... Um, the actors have already uh, written and existed in this world. Yeah. Okay. So because it's a shared universe between Arrow and Flash. Yeah. So they already have like basically like the groundwork set up. You don't necessarily have to say okay, like this is the kind of world that we're living in. This is the kind of tone we want to strike. Like they already kind of know what they're doing in terms of um, how this world is built, and they and like that's you know shown by these uh, these sections where the Flash and Arrow cross over. Yeah. Um, you know, you, you have automatically, like, you have uh, this uh, relationship between um, uh, Barry and Oliver. And so Barry kind of knows what it takes to be a superhero. Yeah. Because he's worked with one. And he saw it happen And he's seen firsthand. it firsthand. Yeah, for sure. And so I don't think, you know, you, you kind of don't have to have that internal struggle of, like, you know, what do I do with this power? He automatically knows I'm going to become this person, you know, like yeah. they, he take, it takes a little convincing, um, for sure. Like, but it doesn't take much. Yeah. Um, and I also think what it has going for it, you know, is, uh, just the fact that, um, Barry, uh, is a much more hopeful and cheerful person yeah. than like Arrow is. For sure. And I, I like the fact that we already know who Barry is. Yeah. Uh, moving into the pilot, it's like he wakes up and he is the Flash. We don't have this whole uh, dichotomy of like, well, he's not the Flash and then he becomes the Flash. We did see that. We did see that happen, but it's like briefly, briefly at the very beginning, but but it was nothing that we didn't know and it, they didn't waste time with it, I guess. Yeah. Um, it was even shorter, I think, than... 
I guess, I mean, obviously they insert these relationships, these, these prior relationships with, uh, with like, uh, Iris West and, um, that's basically it. Iris West is the only person. And I guess the people at the precinct, um, uh, Mr. West or whatever his name is. I can't remember his first name. Um, and basically you have those relationships, but outside of that, I mean, the setup is very minimal and then he becomes the flash. Yeah. You think about the aero pilot, for instance, yeah. which is a very good pilot. Oh yeah, it's awesome. Great pilot. Uh, but I, I don't think that he actually becomes the arrow and starts doing things until like the last maybe third of the show yeah. of that first episode. And he's still kind of feeling out like what, who he is, and you don't really even know his backstory, right? Like, and you have no uh, relationship with this character. Whereas right. going into this pilot, we do have a relationship with Barry. We do know his character. We know, like we've already seen actually his, his transformation into Flash with the lightning bolt and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Just didn't know the details surrounding that event. Yeah, and, and it was slightly different. It was a little bit different, uh, if I remember right. Like it was it was the uh, the idea of him walking into this room. I guess we had no context to when was he walking into uh, his lab. But it's like in this episode, he had just come from the campus of, uh, of Star Labs. Yeah. Uh, and so like he had just come from there, whereas in the... I guess in the previous time we saw it, it seemed I, like he was coming home. Right, it seemed like he was coming home from, from uh, Starling City. Yeah, and I, I don't think it's it didn't it didn't change. No. It was just like we didn't see those surrounding circumstances. Yeah. There was no context. Yeah, so it did seem like he kind of like, oh, I'm home from Starling City. I'm just walk in here. Blah blah blah. Yeah, blah. And, oh darn, I missed whenever they started up the uh, the whatever. Yeah. You know, but in this instance, he was upset about not only that, but uh, upset about the whole uh, way that that night went with Iris. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, so let's kind of dive into that. You know, for okay. instance, like, you know, we started off and uh, really um, set up his relationship with, well, we start off with his, like, uh, just explaining the death of his, his mother and that his father has been put in prison and he grows up with the Wests. Man, that first scene was heartbreaking. Like, and I know the Flash's story. Like, I mean, I've, I love the Flash. Flash is awesome. Um, but man, the way they presented that, that was just. Oh, it's so heartbreaking yeah. that, that, you know, this happens and, and, you know, an innocent man is framed and, and he doesn't really know it. It really inserts that, uh, level of authenticity to the curiosity that he showed while he was on the air where he's hunting out these weird cases, these very strange things that are happening in order to prove his father's innocence. Yeah. And, and that's, that's another thing that was interesting. You know, like we were already introduced to, to that idea as well. Um, but yes, it was a very well done sequence, and um, like right off the bat, I was kind of wondering, like, okay, are we going to, are we going to, are we going to pull an arrow, and are we going to continually, you know, have flashbacks all the time? I don't think so. No, uh, this was just this one to tell the story. Yeah, um, and uh, so I'm okay with that. Yeah, um, and I really liked, you know, that it totally made sense that he grows up that close to the Wests. Yeah, um, so. There's this relationship. He obviously has feelings deeper than just friends for Iris, but she doesn't necessarily understand that right. or even perceive that from him. Right. Um, well, well, you know, I think she views, she says something about like, oh, we're like brother and sister. And it's awkward because you don't want to talk to me about your, you know, your relationships with other people or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that's not the awkwardness that he's talking about. Right. Like, that's not the thing that is, is hanging in the back of his mind. You right. Know? Um, so yeah, it's like it's this whole misunderstanding, well constructed misunderstanding. Yeah. So. Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, do you think that that will continue to be a sticking point, or is that just kind of um, a catalyst to get that conversation between him and her about his her father's partner? 
What's interesting and and always has been to me about The Flash is his relationship to both Iris West um, and then Patty Spivitt. And I guess in this universe, we're going to talk about uh, Felicity as well as kind mm-hmm. of a love interest, maybe. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, maybe. So we've got like kind of those, those three things that are feeding into this right now where uh, you've got potential there. And I think that Iris is is something we will toy around with and that that will probably be it's no it's the CW. Let's talk about that for a second. It's like you're going to have that drama. But right. I don't know if that's something that we're going to, you know, beat into the ground or if that's just something that's going to be wavering in the subtext of some of these episodes. The which would be probably the smarter way to go about it is just I, leave it in the subtext. I think it, I think you're right on that. Like I kind of think that I don't think they're going to be really overt with that storyline just because she has the boyfriend right now. He's he's not the type of person who's going to uh, try to wreck break their up. yeah wreck their relationship you know like that's not Barry and um, I, I like that aspect of their relationship yeah but I don't want it you know to be just completely just thrown at me and punched in my face every single week where, right oh man I love Iris yeah and can't be together right. Um, the awkwardness I think will still be there between like whenever he sees her and her boyfriend together, not just because of the awkwardness of like the, the relationship, but maybe because of the fact that she's dating someone who's his dad or her dad's partner. And so he feels weird about that situation. So I think that that awkwardness, like if you perceive awkwardness on screen or whatever, there's you know, two reasons for that. And so discerning which one that is, is like, we'll see what the fans kind of decide, uh, is the overriding reason. But, you know, I, w- I would say that there's many reasons for him to be awkward towards both of those characters in the following like three episodes or so. So what was interesting, I think about, um, what's, what's his dad's partner's name? Do you know? Uh, let me look it up. Okay. What I thought was interesting about his character is they set him up and he comes in and he's kind of set up to be someone that you don't like. You know, hey, he keeps track of arrests and, you know, he's uh, kind of a jerk and a ladies' man. And then. Um, Eddie af- Thawne is his name. Eddie Thawne is the character's name. And so he's set up as kind of like this guy that you don't, they don't want you to like. And then after Barry wakes up from his coma, all of a sudden, okay, well, he's the guy who took care of um, uh, everything at work so that um, they could take care of Barry. Yeah. And he's the one who um, befriended and helped get Iris through this hard time. And then even after that, he's the one who brings the evidence to, um, oh, man, what is, uh, what is Iris's father's name? Ooh, let me find it out. Detective Joe West. So he's the one who brings the evidence to Detective West that proves Barry's theory that this is that specific villain. And yeah. so it's kind of like, okay, we weren't supposed to like him, but now he's doing things that you're supposed to like. Yeah, you kind of like his – you like what he's doing. And he's doesn't – he's not coming necessarily coming across as an as a bad guy yeah. or an evil person or right. someone with bad intentions. Um it's almost, you know, you think of, it's not to this extent, but it's almost like New Girl and Schmidt and the douchebag jar. You know, like, mm. ah, he's kind of a jerk, but he's a good guy. Yeah. Well, it's just kind of like he's, he's, you have all these reasons stacked up against him to not like him. It's surprising whenever you'd kind of do. Yeah. Where like he starts doing things where it's like, that's not something I dislike, which I think that honestly puts the audience in the same boat as Barry. Yeah. Where it's like Barry sees him and he's like, I don't like this guy innately. I just immediately don't like him. Mm-hmm. But everything he's doing, I should be liking. So, I, I like it. So it's like, it, it kind of connects you with, with Barry's character and figures out like what position he's in. Do you think that he will be 
um, a, I don't know, a, someone a foil to Barry in the future. Um, I think that I think that maybe near the end of the season or something like that, I, we obviously need to find out more about him. Yeah, it's like where where does his character come from? It's like we were introduced to him. And we really don't have any context. We have no backstory. Yeah. Is um, he in the comics? Uh, I, his character is somewhere. Yeah. Uh, but, but it's like, I don't know that he's played a, a integral role in a long time, like in a while. Yeah. Um, It'll be interesting to see where they take it. You know, like I could see it just like, that's all it is, is like, he's, you know, the, the thing that's keeping for, for right now, keeping Barry and Iris apart. Um, but I could also see him turning into, you know, like he has, like he's, he's, putting on a good front while he also has some kind of like ulterior motive. Weird backstory. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and until you kind of know what's going on, we won't really know Barry and turning into flash. Um, that all happened because of the, uh, did, did you like the explanation for, uh, everyone getting superpowers? So here's the, here's my only question there. Um, whenever we have this one event, that in this universe is supposed to have uh, created all like created numerous people with powers. That seems a little bit strange to me because then that limits us. It's like putting all of your superheroes in a box where it's, you're saying this is the only event that is happening in this universe that can create superheroes yeah. or that can create people with powers, which isn't true because we've seen, you know, powers and super strength at least on the arrow. Well, with the mirror, with mirror. Yes. Um, so, I don't know. It's like putting putting your villains in a box where they all have they don't have the same backstory, but they have the same origin, if you yeah, will. Right. So they have the same origin for all their powers. That seems a little strange to me. That seems a little Smallville esque, yeah. where like you have Kryptonite as the big thing, you know, yeah. on Smallville a lot of times. And uh, we mentioned on the main podcast uh, that you had this element of. Every week you kind of close the book on a new villain where it's like, or a new super powered yeah, crazy of the week kind of thing. Yeah. And so you've got, you've got that potential for that. So that's the kind of the tightrope that they're walking with this. I love the fact that they kept the origin story for the flash mm-hmm. where it's like, he gets struck by lightning, mm-hmm. kicked into a bunch of chemicals mm-hmm. and that was it. But they didn't really imply that the chemicals were what gave him his powers. They implied Right. That it was just the super collider. Right. Um, but the super collider apparently can do any number of things to you if it hits you. Right. And, but maybe the specific reason or specific a series of events that Barry went through caused him to get super speed versus the weather wizard. I see. You well, know? well, he was up in the air and up in the sky. Yeah. With a, know. with a propeller that's spinning air really fast. I don't know. Uh, yeah. If that, if that. But again, I just like, that's the only thing about the whole I guess the whole catalyst of the entire series being one event, one thing is that you're limiting yourself while you saw those lights on the map where it's like, we don't know how many people could possibly have these. Right. That seems a little, a little weak to me for maybe season. I mean, I'm anticipating 10 seasons here because like, well, like you look at whenever they, uh, they, pulled into the future at one point where at the end there's this weird thing with, uh, with the one character with, uh, Harrison Wells, like the, that scientist guy, right. Where he walks through the door right. and he looks at a newspaper right. from tw- yeah. well, 2024. I mean, that's that 10 years in the future. That doesn't mean that we'll have a show for 10 years. I mean, uh, but I know. mean, if, if, if that, if they want that, if that's their game plan, right. I mean, I think the game plan is always to keep a TV show on as long <laughs> as it can possibly go on. Yeah. Um, I don't think anyone writes out a 10 year plan for the, t- for the TV show. That's true. The, uh, 
Yeah, I agree in the fact that, like, my biggest fear about this show is that it's going to become, you know, a Smallville, not in production value or anything like that, but a Smallville in terms of every single week we have a different villain with a different superpower and we kill them or we put them in jail or whatever happens to them, but it's just like bang, bang, bang. It follows this formula. Like, the one thing I guess we don't have to see every single time that we saw on, on Smallville every week was their origin story. You know, like, yeah. you'd be like... You know, oh, this kryptonite turned into this weird green goo, and it dripped down on their school books, and then they happened to be reading, and then they have super sight. You know, yeah. like, I don't know. It's Do crazy stuff. But yeah. we had to see that every week. We don't right. have to see that necessarily this this uh, this time around. Something that's interesting is, like, we have uh, the potential for flashbacks. You mentioned f- that you didn't think this was going to have a lot of flashbacks. The only thing that I would say might have flashbacks is, where were they whenever this thing went off? So you might have something crazy like Man, that happen. Which, I, I just like the, I, uh, I mean, and we're judging this book before it's even oh open. Yeah. Oh yeah. But if it enters into that, where every single week you have to see the origin of some random bad guy, tedious man, and then watch him defeat it. Oh god, it, just, it would know, be tedious. Very tedious. Um, but moving on from that point, yes. I will say the one thing that was surprising to me about this was the special effects, how much budget it seemed like they had for special effects yeah. and for, I guess, the action. Well, this um, is the pilot. I don't necessarily think that's the, what's going to be. Well, for, yeah. But for a pilot, even, it's like, it's a lot. And I wonder, like, did did maybe Warner Brothers pitch in and say, hey, we've got this character we really want it to hit off. Here's a little bit of extra cash to make the tornado look really good. That sort of thing. I mean, honestly, I think the tornado looked really good. It looked okay. Like, you know, it didn't look as good as... You know, it, it could have right, but for for a CW show, for a CW show, yes, it yeah. looks it looks good, and it was a lot of money spe- spent on visual effects. But we said the same thing about like, okay, man, Arrow, like we'll, you know, <laughs> that's true, drop you know a lot of money on. on they built the sometimes. ship, you know. Yeah, so you know, I think that uh, these both of these shows warrant that kind of uh, cash flow. For I mean, the Flash was the most watched, high, high, got the highest ratings for any premiere on the CW for and um, beat out Agents of Shield. Yeah. It was airing, I guess, at the same time. Yeah. And so Well not not the uh, not the not the premiere of no, the season. But the second but episode. The episode. Yeah. And so or third and, episode, whatever it was. Yeah, they're gonna go up against them and so like that mm-hmm. that's a big deal for the CW. It is a big deal. Um and so their efforts obviously paid off. Uh, that being said, um, I don't necessarily see them doing that many special effects every single week. You know, yeah. you're not going to have somebody who's creating this storm. You, you'll have smaller special effects, but not something that requires that much work. I'm excited um, for them to introduce the character of Grodd. Mm-hmm. Uh, gr- I mean, they, Gorilla uh, Grodd, dude. They implied it. They sure did. I mean, they went right past it. He exists. Yeah, he's, somewhere he's loose. running around Central City, he exists. You yeah. Know? Well, do you think he's what caused the Super Collider to blow oh, up? Dude, that would be amazingly I mean, while epic. he was explaining that sequence, that's whenever they panned past the cage that got out, and then they panned down to and the Super like Collider. And it's like something's ripped open or whatever. Oh, and, uh, yeah. I mean, oh, uh, that's a good point. He gets out and causes the Super Collider to... Dude. Gorilla Grodd is like one of my favorite all time like bad guys. Or does the Super Collider create Gorilla Grodd? Well, I mean, obviously, like if he was just a normal gorilla and he uh, and in the cage and he breaks out and then causes the Super Collider to go off or whatever, what and then he gets the super or, brain or whatever. What if it's the other way around, though? I mean, if it was the other way around, I would be so like that would be so awesome. So like the Super oh. Collider goes off, he gets his superpower, then breaks out. Uh, that would be less intriguing to me, but right. I, again, I hadn't even thought about the, the potential for that to happen, but I do like the idea of potentially him being super, like him being smart outside of, um, outside of the, the, the collider. Yeah. Like, cause 
for everybody to get their powers via the collider, I mean, they were obviously doing some weird scientific tests in this facility anyway. Yeah. So it seems to me that the potential for other origin stories yeah. exists. So let's talk about Star Labs but, for a second. Yeah. Like, and we've referenced Star Labs several times on Arrow. And yeah. it's, it's always been referenced as like this very uh, respected institution. They, they know what they're doing and they we're going to listen to, you know, like send off our, t- our tests to them. And, mm-hmm. and, and then it ends up, it's like three people. <laughs> Well, that was what was left because okay. because his point and and this was really fun like the, the interplay between uh, Harrison Wells and Barry was really interesting. Whenever Barry basically was like he was told that Star Labs fell apart, they lost everything. That whatever there is happening there is they're obviously they don't have much funding. Mm-hmm. It's like whatever is left of Harrison Wells's fortune, that's what they're using. But they lost everything mm-hmm. after the super collider went crazy. Because mm-hmm. obviously in one scene, Harrison Wells is walking around and then now he's in the wheelchair. Then he gets out of the wheelchair. Yeah, at the and what's end. that? You think uh, is that no a, idea? Number one, is that a is that a fake? Like is he faking all that? No idea. And then like did he get superpowers whenever the super collider went off as well? No what's idea. What's the whole scene in the future thing they've no got a mystery idea. there that they're going to unravel yeah hopefully it unravels quicker than i mean than lost uh, yeah <laughs> i mean i don't know how you necessarily drag this out super super long right but um if this guy's going to become the villain i could see him being the villain for you know season one or whatever i could see him being the villain over numerous seasons depending on who he ends up being um in the flash and this depends on how how like how much you want to get into like the origins of the flash and like who the flash's villains are and the the implications of those villains um but if he could be something like the reverse flash to the mm-hmm. flash somebody completely just twisted and evil uh with backwards Barry Allen powers or I mean, whatever okay so i think that that's who killed his like that's who you're seeing is reverse flash. It's quite possible. Yes. And I'm not going to, I'm not going to like spoil anything, like give it away completely, but that's quite possible. They, they, uh, but again, like we've talked about on the arrow, uh, podcast, these writers tend to make you want to think one thing, right. But then be sneaking up on you with something completely different and something that's not in the comics. Right. On the other hand. So like anything that we posit here may not yeah. actually be, um, but yeah, there's a lot of like the flash and especially like his origin of like his, his mom, you know, mom getting killed and being his dad being blamed. There's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of different, uh, spins on that in the comics and in depending on which iteration of the flash you look at, um, and what actually happens. So, yeah. 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 Overall, I think it was a very, very strong episode. You know, like it was, it was a very good pilot. I, I don't necessarily think I, I still like the arrows pilot better yeah um this one got better ratings but they're more popular shows like yeah. that was a cold you know like who's heard of arrow and and who's heard of superhero on television on cw yeah on cw yeah there's been superheroes on television right before. of course but like see recently not as many and you know this was uh a, almost a b-tier character yeah. being launched as an a-tier character on a you know on whereas CW. the flash is not Whereas the Flash, he's the you know he's on the A tier. You know, yeah. it's like he's probably the fourth in line after Batman, you know, Wonder Woman and Superman or whatever. So like those are the big three, and then you've got like the Flash is probably and the Green next Lantern. one. Flash, Green Lantern, yeah, those are the next guys. So, um, but yeah, dude, I'm really excited to see where this goes. I like the lighter tone. 
you know, to see whether the budget holds up and to see whether what they do with all of the the villains. That's mm-hmm. going to be the key to mm-hmm. me, like to a, a, the longevity of the show. Mm-hmm. When is the crossover event between this and the Flash or epi- this and the Arrow? I think it's episode six is the big crossover. Uh, so week six of this whole thing. And I like what I hope happens or continues to happen is that there are these little mini crossovers um, week to week. That like could be cool. Not necessarily where, they, where he has to go to Starling City. Dude, but what like, if Diggle shows up that'd be cool. in The Flash? Well, we already saw. So we saw in like one of the previews, you know, he's obviously going to be kissing Felicity at some point. You know, <laughs> she has her glasses off. So is the date, you know. And like I want these little mini uh, crossovers to happen week to week, if it's just a phone call or a conversation, or hey, I need to ask your opinion on this, or give me advice, you know, a like, text message. Yeah, text message from, yeah, text message from somebody. Or Felicity maybe, goes. Maybe he hears about what? Sarah. You woke up. Maybe you he know. hears about Sarah and he goes and Ooh, uh, goes respects. to the funeral or something like that. Like just crazy things like that. Where they like, it's just it's cool. Like, it, you know, I watched them back to back. I recorded them on my DVR. Watched the Flash. Then watched Arrow, and it was cool, like to see them pop in because you feel like okay, now it's not just I'm watching these two TV shows. I'm watching two hours of like the same kind of story, even if they're yeah. completely separate. It felt very, very, uh, um, like it felt like the same thing. Yeah, you know, like, and I love that. Yeah, and it's awesome. Like that's intriguing because that's something that. Because they're the same showrunners, same creators, same like batch of people, it's interesting what they have the potential to be able to do with these two joint things. Yeah. That something like, you know, somebody who's writing two comics also has like a chance yeah. to do. Like whenever Judd Winnick was writing both Power Girl and Justice League International, mm-hmm. it was almost like if you weren't picking up uh, one of those books, you were missing out like mm-hmm. on part of the story. Mm-hmm. So it's like that's the interesting interplay that I feel like we can get into here. And the reason that television works so well with these like comic book characters is that you have the potential to do some of the same cool stuff mm-hmm. where maybe you're investigating something on one show and it maybe transfers over on the other. The same mm-hmm. villain shows up in uh, maybe Vertigo shows up in the Flash's city, city right. you know, and he's got to take yeah. care of it. So like, you know, the, the, the hope for you know, Flash as we keep going, you know, we talked about like, I hope it doesn't turn into Smallville. Honestly, like the, one of the things I love about Arrow is that it keeps it kind of grounded and like, okay, these are villains that we could see in our cities. It's not just this outlandish character. For sure. And, you know, that they've done a very good job of taking people like the Dollmaker and uh, Vertigo and making them feel real. Yeah, even and, Slade and even some of the super-powered guys that, you yeah. know, super strength, very grounded in reality. Mother Blood and stuff yeah. like that. Like, oh, yeah, gosh, it still yeah. feels really grounded. And I hope that that aspect still exists in Flash moving forward. In a fl- fun way. In a fun way. Yeah, I mean, you can have fun with it and yeah. still make it feel real. And have but, powers and but stuff. But fun doesn't mean, like, okay, outlandish and crazy out there doesn't mean fun. Right. You know, it can, but you just have to you have to do it in a way that's relatable. Right. And if I don't relate to the show at all, I don't think that this could happen in, in a city near me, you know, like, then it doesn't, it doesn't really uh, appeal to me. That's true. That's true. Okay, so... Um, well, let's do, let's do some quotes okay. and then we'll do we'll rate shoes this. on or shoes off, like boots on boots off. Okay. That sort of thing. Cause we have hoods up, hoods down for arrow. Yeah. Yeah. So like now for it's a watch a, and don't watch. Yeah. For watch and don't watch or like, and so now we've got like, do we put our shoes on lace up or don't? You know? All right. All right. All right. So some quotes, let me pull up some quotes here. Some of my faves that I wrote down. Um, we've got. 
him talking to his dad, he says, you didn't kill mom. I know, you know, uh, you know, I know that. Right. And his dad says, you believing me is all I need. That was a really intense scene. It was really a, a fun scene between him and his dad, and it was that cool connection between them where they put the hand on the glass, and you're yeah. like, man. I, can, I, I honestly think like that, um, and if, as long as they keep that at the center of uh, Barry's desire to find out more about the world and try to find uh, who killed his mother to free his dad, like that's an intriguing storyline to me. You know? Yeah. Um, I also liked um, the way that he was shown saving people who were going to get hit from a car and stuff like that. It was very, almost felt like Spider-Man, like the way that yeah. Spider-Man is portrayed. And like he's taking, he's, he's, that's true. He's not just dealing with the super criminals. He's dealing with street level problems as well. And that's why he also felt like it felt very Superman-esque. You know, you save somebody from walking in front of a train. You yeah. Know, like, I really like the, the those aspects of his uh, of his journey to be a superhero. Yeah, and and to me, like you mentioned, Spider Man, it's like that that ground level humanity that mm-hmm. he shows whenever you rescue someone uh, who's just a person on the street. Mm-hmm. It's something that we don't get with with Arrow. I mean, Arrow, Arrow's not going to do. I mean, no, he's too preoccupied. Right. I mean, come on. Well, first season, he had a list. And you all failed this city, and yeah. he's after those big bad guys, not necessarily the street level, you know, right. guys. And plus, he's not fast enough. It's like you can't—he can't respond as fast as Flash can. It's true. Um, so that leads me to my next quote, Chris, which is a conversation between Oliver oh. and the Flash. This was a really good conversation. The whole thing oh, yeah. just like just spot on. We, we saw this before. Yes, we did see this before. In Arrow. Yes. Um, but it was uh, – did we only see like the little – like last little bit or something like that? Yeah, we saw like something about where he said, you know, wear a mask or something about the Flash and him uh, picking his name or something. Right, right. Um, Barry says, so that's my story. I spent my whole life searching for the impossible, never believing I would become the impossible. That was a good line. I liked, I liked that one. Um, and then I love I- how the whole thing was a conversation. Like oh, the whole yeah. episode was basically his conversation with – Oliver, which is straight up out of comic books. It's oh, like, yeah. that is like, because there's always this internal dialogue going, well, you gotta have heroes. a reason for the voiceover. Right. And so it's like this really cool, cool way. And so maybe they'll keep that up. Maybe they'll keep kind of the narration thing going. And I wouldn't mind that. That would mm-hmm. be kind of cool to keep this internal dialogue going in, yeah. in his mind for setup and stuff. Um, we'll see how that goes. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but then Oliver later on in that conversation says, if you're really, if you really do this, you're going to make mistakes. I've made mistakes. But the good you will do will far outweigh the bad. Mm-hmm. And then he says, "I don't think you need uh, that bolt of, or I don't think that bolt of lightning struck you, Barry. I think it chose you." That was a good line. Like I was just like, "Man!" Oh, and I liked it, but it made no sense. It made no sense, but still, it did choose him, man. It chose him. Um, let me see. There was one more that I wrote down that I wanted to say. Oh. The can I keep the sweatshirt? That was a cool oh, yeah, one. That, that was hilarious. That was awesome. Yeah, that was just funny. Uh, Grant uh, Goosen tweeted out afterwards or after that line was said, and he says, I still have that sweatshirt. It's in my closet right now. That's amazing. So, yeah. Star Labs sweatshirt. Yeah, Star Labs sweatshirt that he woke up in. Yeah, uh, that that's funny. cool. Yeah, awesome. Well, that's it for uh, for this week. Uh, we'll be back next week for the second episode of Flash. We also have Arrow on Target. You can check that out. And our main podcast at stayontargetpodcast.com. This week we talked about uh, the comic Witches from Scott Snyder mm-hmm. and uh, the new Batgirl uh, comic. Yeah. Awesome. So uh, that's it for this week. Oh, you can find us online at stayontargetpodcast.com. On Twitter at ChrisWright250. John Wright 777 That's it for this week. We'll see you next time on Flash, Flash on, on Target. Target.